Berachot of Harambam Mishnah Torah, Sefer Ahava, Berak Ahad Asar, the 11th chapter, which is the last one of this uh, particular set of Halachot of Berachot. This chapter with, will deal with the Berachot that we say before making any of the misfot. Halacha Aleph. Kola Berachot Kulan. Poteh Bahen Bevaruch, Behotem Bahen Bevaruch. Hosmi Beracha Haronash Likriat Shema. Ubracha Semuchala Havertah. All the Berachot, as a general rule, should always begin with Baruch and end with Baruch. An example to that would be Yoser Or, it begins Baruch Ta Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Yoser Or Borehoshech, and it ends with Baruch Ta Hashem Yoser HaMeorot. Other than the last Berachot of Kariyat Shema, which is Emet Emuna at night, in the morning, or a beracha that follows another one, like Ahavat Olam Avtanu, which follows after Yoser Or, or uh, we say before enjoying something, or the berachot of the misfod, which are the subject of this chapter. And these berachot that we mentioned, which are in in a way of praising and or acknowledging Hashem, some of them begin with Baruch and then do not finish, and some of them end with Baruch, but they do not begin. Uh, an example to that would be um, uh, the berachot of mitzvot. Ela me'ad berachot ha'mitzvot kegon birkat sefer Torah. So some of them, um, the, the group we are talking about refers to, uh, some, some of them refer to the Birkot HaMisvot, like for example, the Beracha of the Sefer Torah, or the Beracha that we say, as we mentioned uh, last chapter, when you see a Jewish a cemetery filled with uh, Jewish tombs. But the other Bichot HaMitzvot, other than this few, uh, all of them have one thing in common, and that is that they are inaugurated, they begin with Baruch HaTashem, but they do not have Baruch at the end. So again, to summarize, generally all the Berachot begin with Baruch and end with Baruch. This generalization does not apply to a few categories of things, one of the members of that category is Birkot HaMitzvot generally. Within Birkot HaMitzvot, so we said that, that they don't, don't, don't necessarily begin with Baruch and end with Baruch, so a minority of those only ends with Baruch but doesn't begin with Baruch, but the overwhelming majority of them begins with Baruch but doesn't end with Baruch. Halachabet. One kind of positive commandment, precepts, are those that have an affirmative obligation. It's not if A, then B, if something happens, then you have to do something else, but rather it's your obligation 
you have the affirmative obligation to go out and do them. For example, tefillin, sukkah, lulav, shofar. It's not if uh, something happens and you have to blow the shofar. No, as a general matter, when the time comes, you have to go and blow the shofar. So these are called hova. Some other mitzvot are conditional and they are as if they were permissible because the conditionality is something that is permissible. And that's why they are as if they were permissible, like mezuzah and ma'ake, mezuzah and ma'ake. Mezuzah is what we have to put on our doorposts and ma'ake is what we have to put on our rooftops to, to protect from people from falling. Because a person does not have an obligation to build a house just so they can have a mezuzah. Rather, if he wanted to live all of his life in a tent or on aboard a, a vessel, a ship, he's allowed to do so. So too, he doesn't need to build a structure that will be hayav in ma'ake, in that uh, kind of border, a protective border around it. So first rule that we are going to say, every misvat aseh, every positive commandment that is ben adam lamakom, is between man and his maker, then that mitzvah will have a beracha preceding it, whether it is of the category of hava, which we just described, or the category of permissive. As we described. So, for example, the, the mezuzah, although it's semi permissive, one would say beracha before putting it, putting it. Another example, shofar, it's uh, mandatory, it's a firm and affirmative obligation. A person likewise says a beracha before saying the mitzvah. <laughs> So to all the mitzvot that are an establishment by our sages, by our legislators, they are not from the Torah, whether they are, um, whether they are mandatory, obligatory, regardless of the circumstances, for example, Megillah, or Ner Shabbat, or the, the candle of Hanukkah, or those that are conditional, for example, doing Ayruv, if, if you want to be able to carry within a certain area that, that has more than one owner, or Netilat Yadaim, which is what you do to, to eat bread. You don't need to eat bread, but if you want to eat, then do Netilat Yadaim. Mevarech ala kol kodem la'asiyatan, asher kiddeshanu b'misvotav v'sivanu la'asot. A person should say the Beracha before doing this misvot, and the formula of the Beracha is the same. And the formula is the you that has commanded us, prescribed us through his misvot, the one who has, who has sanctified us through his misvot and has prescribed us to do ABC. And how come how can we say that God was the one who prescribed us to do Netilatidaim? For example, it's not written anywhere in the Torah. But Torah. The Torah itself is the one that prescribed us. How so? Because the Torah itself says that which they shall tell you, you shall do. We have to listen to our legislators, our hachamim. 
Therefore, we conclude, we derive from here, the way we have to understand the Beracha is, he who has sanctified us through his precepts, and among which, among which precepts in the Torah is the prescription to listen to those who then prescribed us to read the Megillah or to light the candle of Hanukkah. And so the other misvot that are from Hachamin. And why do we not do Berachav Netilat Yadayim that we wash after eating, in other words, from my Maharonim? Because the only reason Hachamim prescribed my Maharonim is for, is not as a ritual sort of precept, but rather as something to save you from some potential health hazard. And things that are uh, only because of a potential danger, we do not say beracha before them. What would this be comparable to? Chachamim also prescribed that a person must filter the water uh, that they drink to make sure that there is no um, reptile or something else inside the water, which would be dangerous. So a person would not say uh, to filter the water. So to any other example that looks like this. Any person who does a misvah and does not say a beracha before this. If the, the, the action of the misvah is still being performed, then, or, or sorry, the result of that action still exists, as we are going to see right now, then he may say the beracha after engaging in the actual action. Again, although the berachot have to be said over the asiatan before we do the action, if the, the result of the action is still there, then if I forgot to say the Beracha before the action, I can say it after the action. However, if it's something that already passed, I should not say a Beracha afterwards. What's an example of this? For example, let's say a person wrapped himself on Sisit, or wore Tefillin, or inhabited, went and did something to dwell or sat down inside the sukkah. And he did not say the beracha preceding these actions. So, but as you realize, he still is wrapped in that tzitzit. He still has the tefillin on him. And he still is inside the sukkah. So, he may still say the beracha after he he's wrapped himself. And so too you can say the beracha harshilavash after he wore the tefillin, asher kiddeshano b'mitzvotav v'sivanu laniach tefillin while he's wearing them, the harshi ashav or after he's inside the sukkah, asher kiddeshano b'mitzvotav v'sivanu liyeshev b'sukkah, and so to other examples of this sort. Halachavav. Aval, however, im shachat belo beracha. For example, what if a person did shachita, which also requires a beracha before it, without saying the beracha? 
אינו חוזר לאחר שהייתה ומברך אשר קידשנו בזוודה וסיוונו על אשר הייתה. Now the action is no longer there, there is nothing that he's still doing, that he's still engaging in, that constitutes a misfav of shechita, and therefore he should not now say the berachah of shechita. וכן אם קיצה האדם בלא ברכה, likewise for covering the blood after שחיתה without ברכה, או הפריש תרומה ומעשרות או שטבל בלא ברך, or if he sets apart תרומות ומעשרות, the tithes, or he, he submerges in a ritual bath and forgot to say the ברכה, אינו חוזר ומברך אחר עשייה, he should not go back and say the ברכה after this has done. This has been done because it has been done completely. And so to any other example of this sort. Rambam says, the only misva in the world for which you'd say a beracha a priori, after the fact, after having done the misva, is the tevila of the ger, is when a ger, a convert, does tevila, he submerges to, to finish the ritual that accepts him into the Jewish people. And the reason he says the Beracha after and not before is because he is not a Jew until he goes in the mikveh, and therefore there is no point in saying the one who has prescribed us because he was not prescribed. He's not able to say the one who has sanctified us through his misvot and has prescribed to us uh, to, to, to submerge. Because he had not acquired that kedusha which is mentioned in the Beracha or the misvot until he finishes that submersion. Only after he comes out from the water, he says the Beracha ala Tevila. Because from the beginning he wasn't able, he wasn't able and he wasn't ready to say, wasn't fit to say the Beracha, the content of the Beracha, not fitting his reality. Every mitzvah that is fulfilled by the action, then the beracha should be done at the moment or right before engaging in that action. However, every mitzvah that after the action still has another step that makes that mitzvah finalized, then you wait until the very last step. For example, Kesad. Although all of these things may be misvot, when a person is building a sukkah or writing a tefillin or uh, tying a sisit, or putting a mezuzah, or writing mezuzah, sorry, um, that's not the moment at which to say the beracha, because the actual action through which the mitzvah will be fulfilled is when the person goes inside the sukkah, or lifts the lulav, or blows, or listens to the shofar, or worses his seat, or the tefillin, or places the mezuzah. So that's the moment at which to say the beracha. 
ומתי מברכנו? When should this be said? בשעה שישב בסוכה, the moment he sits down in the סוכה, או כשינענע הלולב, or when he does the ניענועים, he shakes the לולב, או כשישמע קול השופר, when he listens to the voice of the שופר, הרמב"ם is very precise here, it's not to blow the שופר, the misvice to listen to the שופר, או כשיתעטף בסיסית, or when he wears, wraps himself up with the The, that four-cornered garment, when he wears the tefillin, or when he puts a mezuzah on his doorpost. However, the moment he builds that border around the rooftop, the ma'akeh, one should say the moment he is building it, the one who has sanctified us through his precepts, and has pre- prescribed to us to make the ma'akev, and so to anything of this matter. Every mitzvah that depends on time, it's a periodic mitzvah. So to every mitzvah that is something that a person owns, כגון סיסית, ותפילין, ומזוזה, ומעקה. וכן מסווה שאינה התדירה ואינה מסויה בכל עת, so to מסוות that are not very common, and are not uh, found, or are not available at all times, שהרי היא דומה למסווה שהיא מזמן לזמן, which is a מצווה that by its nature, it's as if it were periodic. כגון מילת בנו, פדיון בנו, like for example, doing the ברית מילה to your son, or פדיון הבן to your son, although presumably you could have another son every single day, if you have uh, that many wives, um, it's something that by its nature, for the most part, generally, it's something that is periodic. מברך עליה בשעת עשייה, then the moment that you are fulfilling that מצווה for the first time, or that time, You should say that for that mitzvah, שהיינו וקיימנו. ואם לא ברך על סוכה ולולה וכיוסה בהן שהיינו בשעת עשייה, נברך עליהן שהיינו בשעה שיישא ידי חובתו בהן וכן כל כיוסה בזה. And just like with, uh, sorry, in the סוכה ולולה and all the other mitzvot for which you'd say שהיינו the moment you begin owning them, so the moment you get a new tefillin, build a new סוכה, etc., if you didn't do the 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 mitzvah the beracha the moment that you're making the instrument through which you fulfill the mitzvah you can say shehayanu at such time as you are actually fulfilling the mitzvah halakha yod ehad haoseh mitzvah le'asmo ve'ehad haoseh otah la'achirim mevarech kodem asiyataha asher kiddeshanu במצוותיו, וסיוונו לעשות. אבל אינו מברך שהיינו, אלא על מצווה שעשה לעצמו. Regardless of whether the מצווה is being done as a private affair for myself, my obligation, or for others, for example, if I'm blowing the shofar for the rest of the community, a person should say before doing that מצווה, קידשנו במצוותיו וסיוונו לעשות. אבל אינו מברך שהיינו אלא על מצווה 
שעשה לעצמו. Uh, however, when a person is doing the mitzvah uh, just for one person, then only the person who is doing that mitzvah should say shehayanu. This is the distinction. The first example, it's uh, let's say I am blowing the shofar for the entire community, so I should say uh, I should say kideshano v'mitzvotav v'sivanu. But shehayanu is only if I am part of those that are doing it for the, uh, if I'm part of those within the obligation. So again, if I'm doing the misvah for whoever, for whomever, whether it's for myself alone, for others alone, or for others and myself, I should say the beracha of the misvah. In the example of the shofar, However, I need to be within the obligation. It needs to be only in the, in the examples that I'm doing it only for myself or to others and myself for me to be able to say Shehayanu. If, however, I'm blowing for others and I already blew it for myself earlier, I should not say Shehayanu. Assume that the person had many misvot before him that he's obligated to perform. He should not sort of like try to encompass them all with one beracha and say, uh, Blessing you are, Hashem, our Lord, the eternal King, the one who has prescribed us to do all the precepts, and by that to be Yosei the Hovah on all of them. Rather, each misvah deserves its own beracha, and you should say a beracha for each particular misvah, respectively. הלכה יוד א', כל העושה מסווה, בין שהייתה חובה עליו, בין שאינה חובה, אם עשה אותה לעצמו, מברכת לעשות, עשה אותה לאחרים, מברך על העשייה. Now this is a very important rule, because all of this, and as you'll notice in, in this uh, chapter, he doesn't really bring a lot of formulas for what to say for the מסווות, uh, but he gives you rules that you can apply, and by those, know what beracha goes with each mitzvah. So this is one of those very important rules. When do we say al uh, misvat, let's say al misvat shofar, and when do we say lishmoa kol shofar? So al misvat shofar is um, saying a beracha on a noun, on the fact that there is a precept of shofar, and lishmoa kol shofar is I'm saying a beracha for the action of blowing the shofar. So when do we say beracha on the noun, and when do we say it on the action? So the rule is, if I'm doing it for myself, I should use the action. However, if I'm doing it in a way that can be, that can be also for others, I say, I say it on the noun. Let's see some examples. Kesad. Lavash tefillin. If I were tefillin, I say on the action, the one who has prescribed us to wear tefillin, to place, to deposit tefillin. If I wrap myself with tefillin, simple, I say to wrap myself up with tefillin. If I sit inside the sukkah, I say so to, to light the candle of Shabbat, uh, really, the, the lamp of Shabbat, and there is not candle, and there is lamp. Or Ligmoret Halel, 
for the halal וחלק קבע מזוזה לביתו so too if I'm putting a מזוזה on my house מברך לקבוע מזוזה I should say the ברכה to affix a מזוזה עשה מעקה לגגו מברך אשר קידשנו ובטוח שבאה לא לעשות מעקה same if I'm making a מעקה for my for my rooftop a border Uh, for my rooftop, I should say, לעשות מעקה. הפריש תרומה ומעשות לעצמו, יברך להפריש. If I do תרומה and מעשרות for myself, of my own fruits, I say להפריש תרומה, or whatever it is, להפריש מעשר. מלט בנו, or if I'm saying the ברכה, when I'm, I am the one circumcising my own son, I say למול את הבן, the one who prescribed us to circumcise the son. שחט בסחוב החגיגתו, if I do שחיטה of my פסח or my חגיגה, two קורבנות, I say לשחוט את הפסח או לשחוט את החגיגה. י"ג, אבל, however, אם קבע מזוזה לאחרים, if I go to someone else's house and I put a מזוזה for them, מברך על קביעת מזוזה, I don't say לקבוע מזוזה, I say rather על קביעת מזוזה, the one who has prescribed us on the affixing of the מזוזה, not the one who has prescribed us to affix a מזוזה. There is no to there, there is on, al. עשה להן מעקה, מברך על עשיית מעקה. הפריש להן תרומה, מברך על הפרשת תרומה. מל את בן חברו, one that's most common, and it's something that, ברוך השם, I had the זכות of doing it twice, of circumcising my two boys, myself, and the ברכה that I said as a father who is doing it himself is different than the one that a מוהל would say for others. So the מוהל says, על המילה, And the father says, למול את הבן. For those who don't know Hebrew, the, the difference would be, Al Hamilah is uh, the one who has prescribed us on the matter of the circumcision. And למול את הבן is the one who has prescribed us to circumcise. It's as if, if you want to, to think of it this way, it's as if it's a little bit um, almost inconsistent if I say the beracha uh, of, uh, with language implying an action, And then I'm not the one who was prescribed to do such, such action. So that's why the formula is a little different. And so to other examples of this sort. What if I do the mitzvah for myself and to others? For example, I blow the shofar in Bet Knesset for myself and for everyone else. If the mitzvah is something that is not... An affirmative obligation, and we explained the distinction earlier on in this chapter. Then I should say, on the making of. That's why, if a person is doing Eruv, I should say, the one who has prescribed, was prescribed us uh, on, on the matter of making the Eruv, if I'm making this for others. ונתכוון להוסיע עצמו מדי חובה ולהוסיע אחרים, מברך לעשות. If however this was an obligation and a person has the intention of, uh, of exempting himself as well as others, for example the shofar example that I gave earlier, מברך לעשות, he should actually use the verb in the formula of the ברכה and should say לשמוע כל שופר. לפיכך, הוא מברך לשמוע כל שופר, like I just said. הלכה תצלב. This is now some exceptions. 
if uh, if a person lifts the lulav, he should say al netilat lulav on account of the lifting of the lulav. Because by lifting it, he's fulfilling his obligation. But if he says the blessing before he lifts the lulav, he should say the beracha to lift the lulav. From here, you get the following conclusion. That the one who says the beracha after having done something, after having done something without uh, a blessing, I should say on the matter of the doing of, of whatever. However, the lifting of the hand, namely washing of the hands in Shehita and, and uh, the ritual slaughtering, given that it's just like something that is permissive, because I, I may choose not to do the Shechaita or not to do the Kisui Hadam. Even when he's doing Shechaita for himself, the formula is not Lishot, but rather Ala Shechaita, not Lechasot Adam, and also not Litol Yadaim, but Anatilat Yadaim. On this on this, for, on this vein also, a person should say Albi or Hametz as opposed to the Ba'ilet Hametz. Uh, on, a, on, on the matter of the destruction of the Hamas, ben asmo, ben whether he's checking for himself or for others, because this is a very interesting point, because the moment that in his heart he decided not to uh, not to own that Hamas anymore, he decided to disown that Hamas to 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 not. To, to disclaim any ownership he might may have had over it. Then just by by deciding to go ahead and say the beracha, that mindset was enough to actually fulfill the obligation, and therefore he's no longer obligated to do anything. Like it's going to be explained in Chot Hamesumasa Perek Pet. Anything that is not really an obligation, a prescription, but is rather something that began as a tradition, as a custom that people started doing, and the bed dean simply said, you know what, that's a good custom, continue doing it. Even if it was a tradition that started at the time of the Nevi'im, like for example, what we do with the Arava, during the seventh day of uh, Sukkot, how much more so a tradition, a custom of uh, of uh, like reading the Hallel on Rosh Chodesh, or during the middle days, the non-holidays uh, of Pesach, then such minhag, should not have a beracha preceding it. So too, this is a rule now. Anything that you are in doubt whether to say beracha or not, you should do it without a beracha. And always a person should be careful in not saying a beracha that is not necessary. 
and at the same time to also say as many as possible of the berachot that are necessary. And uh, as we said before, Rambam says for Ilchot Shabbat, for, for the day of Shabbat, that in order to achieve the 100 berachot a day on Shabbat, when we have fewer berachot, a person may purposely bring himself to a situation where he has to say a beracha. That's not uh, wrong. That's not forbidden. It's not forbidden to bring yourself to a situation where you have to say a beracha. What is wrong is to say a beracha when you are not obligated. Bechen David Omer, and so too David HaMelech says, Bechol yom avarecheka v'hayrashim olam v'ayed, that uh, he he prayed that he may be able to say berachot to Hashem every single day and to and to praise Hashem forever and ever. And with this, we finish Hilchot Berachot. And Be'ezat Hashem tomorrow, with a different teacher, we'll begin Hilchot Milah.